Dope Discussions Podcast. Dope Discussions, Gator Erica, Woke Discussions. Mob ties, how they rock and think they both was cousins. Gifting you with their words so you might know you something. Just go and look for them live. They do it every Sunday. Every Sunday. And we gon' bring you that dope. And we gon' bring you that dope. It's gonna be the state to state, baby, coast to coast. Like the vibe, baby, spark to jokes. And we gon' bring you that dope. So talk with Erica, man, talk with G. And all you gotta do is talk with me. And we gon' bring you that dope. And we gon' bring you that dope. And we gon' bring you that dope. Bubblegum, bubblelicious, <laughs> bubbleberry, bubble bubble. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome back to another dope discussion Sunday. Welcome everybody. Welcome to the virtual congregation. How y'all doing out there? <laughs> hey, hey! If you are new to this channel or new to our videos, this is Dope Discussions with Erica and my co-host Gator Live. We want to tell you a little bit about the show where every Sunday at 6.30 Central Standard Time, we get together and we talk about everything under the sun from relationships to divorces to dating to toxic people to how to get your mind right. Um, right. Right. You might have, have some ratchet going on every once in a oh while. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> we love to talk. We love to have the conversations that a lot of people shy away from, but we like to do it in a way that's entertaining. Uh, we have a lot of fun, a laughter. Um, we get serious, but we do bring some laughter into, you know, our discussions because that's just naturally our personalities. We cannot get together and not clown. Right, exactly. You know, because what is life without laughter? You know, if you're going to live, live lit. Live it to the fullest. Yes. And we are streaming live simultaneously from my hometown, Hammond, Louisiana. And yeah. Gator is in Atlanta, GA. So I'm over here in ATL, shot. I'm over here, shot. You know, I can't I can't even say shout out I'm from Louisiana. You know, I'll be trying to I can't do it like them folks do it up here. <laughs> right. They got their own lingo. You take that yeah. Louisiana and bring it over there. Right. But they say the same thing about me though, so I can't say nothing. Like, okay. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Good evening, joyful and blessed. Thank you for tuning in. What's up, Q? Quincy from the Talk to Q radio show. How are you? People, what's going on? Y'all looking lovely today. I can see y'all through the screen. <laughs> Just like you can see us through the screen wearing our nice, very, very, very purple. Yes. Very pinkish, very lavenderish. Go out and get your, get your dope <laughs> discussions merch. Go to our online store. We got the tank tops. We got the flip flops. We got the water bottles. We got the t-shirts. Uh, Everything yeah. you need to look hot and dope for the summertime. Exactly. Be the next to flex. I'm I like you guys. It. <laughs> Be the next to flex. You know, I was speaking of flexing, I was gonna get one of the tank tops, but I yeah. really didn't want to like, you know, again. <laughs> we got we, we we make this content for, for, for children and all that kind of stuff as well. So you, you know. didn't want to unleash the beast. Right. I didn't want to unleash <laughs> them guns, <laughs> you know. All right. Well, tell the people what we're talking about this evening, Gator. Who we got coming on? Well, no, 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 no. I want to introduce the man himself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mr. Derek. Should I do it right now? Yes. Should I go ahead and introduce him? Yes. 
Mr. Dell. I was trying to think of something that, that's befitting of him. Hold on. <laughs> I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Did I need? Did you need time to rehearse backstage? I did. I did. Hold on. I need back. Need some, some backstage time to rehearse. <laughs> well, we you know. have Mr. Derek Jones from the Relationship Gumbo Podcast. He's not a stranger to the Dope Discussion stage. He's been here several times before. He is a relationship coach, and he is going to help us with the discussion we're talking about tonight. Are you setting boundaries or are you just building walls? And see, a lot of people think that they are the same. They think they're setting boundaries, but they're really blocking people out and they're blocking themselves in. So we want to break that down to let you know how you can set healthy boundaries and break down those walls to get those healthy relationships and keep that healthy communication going. Not in just romantic relationships, friendships, Whatever type of ship that you're sailing on. Yeah, definitely. It's all about those ships. I think I got it. I think I got it. Let's go. Join us. Proudly from the Relationship Gumbo Podcast. The one, the only, Mr. Derek Jones. <laughs> Funny as hell. <laughs> we did it. We did it. Remember Harsinio Hall? I'll take all of it. <laughs> What's up, Derek? How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad to be here again. Yes. Oh, yeah. Glad to have you here again. <laughs> yes. Yes. Let's see. We got some comments already. Let's see what Miss Joyful and Bless. That is an excellent question. I have considered myself to be a great boundary setter, but now that I think of it, I think I've been setting boundaries and building walls containing myself inside. Oh, good. Mm. So you are in the right place tonight. But before we get into all of that, let our special guest introduce himself to the viewers and the listeners. All right. I am, for those of you who don't know me already, my name is Derek Jones, and I am a certified life and relationship coach. I am the host of the Relationship Gumbo podcast, where we believe better relationships need better ingredients. So it's all about putting those pieces together. And um, yeah, I have the, the coaching business. I got the podcast, and and, and I have a, the supercomputer up here to help you get through your stuff. So that's, that's all I got right now. <laughs> well, no better person to come on tonight and help us with this discussion we're talking about setting boundaries and not creating those walls in the communication relationships and all that good stuff. Because like you said, better relationships need better ingredients. ingredients. That's right. All right. So I want to start off with you, Gator Live. What do you <laughs> believe is the difference in boundaries and walls? Well, see, I think that setting up boundaries is a healthy thing. Setting up boundaries can be something that that can help your relationship thrive. Basically putting those ground rules out there, letting people know, hey, this is what I, you know, I, what I'm okay with. These are things that I may not concede to or compromise with. Is when you put up those walls that you have that problem. Because a lot of times people you know, harp on the negative things that have happened in the past to them. So they bring that into future relationships. They'll all of a sudden say, well, you know what? I'm not going, uh, I'm not going to allow this person to uh, go out with their friends or whatever, because that happened to me before. Mm -hmm. And they start putting up these like artificial, uh, artificial walls, you know, that can at the end of the day, hamper any type of growth that may happen in their relationship. Got it. Got it. I agree. Um, I'm, I'm a good, I'm, I'm good at setting boundaries now at the first half of my life. I didn't know what a boundary was, but I did know what walls were. And my, my differentiation between walls and boundaries are a lot of times we create walls. Walls are reactive. We put up walls after something happens. We put up walls after we uh, experience pain or trauma. We put up walls. And I feel like boundaries are more proactive. Mm 
You set boundaries from the offset of relationship. Mm -hmm. You communicate those boundaries. A lot of times walls are there, but they're invisible until somebody actually bumps their head up against that wall. Right. It's like an invisible shield. You know it's there, but the person you're communicating with or you know trying to connect with doesn't know it's there until they hit that roadblock. What you think about that, D? Um, you know, this is this is something that I actually been thinking about, and I actually had a conversation with somebody earlier about this very topic. And a lot of times, um, <clears throat> what people don't realize, they think that the wall and the boundaries are the same thing because mm -hmm. they believe that no matter which one you choose is going to protect you. But in in practical life, um, boundaries are set to, yes, help protect you in, in a lot of cases, but it doesn't stop you from moving, right? Mm -hmm. Walls are put up based on fear, based mm -hmm. on you fearing that you are going to replay a moment in your life over again and you don't move. Not moving is not healthy. Creating mm -hmm. boundaries and still being able to move, but knowing how to kind of duck and dodge and deal with, like Gator said, learning what you can and can't deal with. Mm -hmm. You can still move. You can still go through life. You can still date and not feel like you can't move. It's really about knowing that there's there's probably something better at mm -hmm. the you know at the end of the tunnel, as opposed to saying it will never happen. Because there's a lot of it will never happen people out here based on fear. Yes, indeed. Um, so I want to, I want us to give like some tangible, um, examples of what it sounds like to set a boundary and then what it sounds like when you have a wall set there, like in, in our, in our speech, in our daily conversations, in our communications, what does it sound like when you are setting a boundary? Which one of y'all want to take it? I, think no, I was look, I was being the gentleman. I'll take the, it. I'll take it. <laughs> no, I guess go first. So, <clears throat> it's, it's probably, you know, hundreds of thousands of, of different ways you can look at it. But mm -hmm. if we're talking about relationships and like dating and stuff, a boundary sounds like um, I really am not ready for you to come to my house yet. A boundary sounds like I don't want to meet you until we talk a little more. Mm -hmm. A boundary sounds like <laughs> you just sent me that that uh that eggplant <laughs> that eggplant in the uh, in my yeah. DMs and therefore I'm not going to deal with you anymore. Right. <laughs> <laughs> a wall sounds like I've had so many bad relationships that I'm not ever going to date again. Yeah. Um mm -hmm. Things like that. Like people put absolutes based on different things that's happened in your life. And so mm -hmm. you make the assumption that there's a hundred percent guarantee that it probably will happen. So I'm not even going to try anymore. Yes. Yes. So. For me personally, I know some of my walls were, um, you know, all the men in my past have been dogs and what makes you any different. You're going to have to prove to me. Mm -hmm. Right that you're different. Um, you're going to have to jump through hoops um, and not even, not even verbalizing that, but just saying that mm -hmm. to myself. That's one thing. That's one indicator of a wall is when you can't even verbalize it and tell the other person what you're thinking and how you're feeling. You're just saying that to yourself because it's already, it's a selfish thing is I'm protecting myself. I don't care about you. You got something to prove to me. I don't have nothing to prove to you. That's a wall. I think when you're setting boundaries, both people are active in that conversation. Both people agree on what's comfortable. That's going to benefit both parties and not just one or the other. That's when you're setting those healthy boundaries. And then those boundaries can be flexible. Yeah. Yeah. I had one little extra point I wanted to make too. Um, okay. The walls don't necessarily have to be up front. Like there's a lot of people out here that will get to a certain point and then mm -hmm. that wall comes up and they won't go past it. And you'll see a lot of people who they'll go, they'll go out on dates, you'll have fun. And then once you get to a point where you have to be vulnerable, then they ghost you or they disappear or they say, I'm not ready for this. And they will not pass that point because they're afraid of the potential of being hurt. 
Yeah, so like, that's the wall. Yeah, definitely that happens a lot when you're talking about like when you start to mention that L word. Yep. You know, when, when you start to feel those, and a lot of people have those walls built internally. Like when they start to feel that way, like, oh my gosh, I think I'm starting to fall for, for her. The guys do it a lot. You know, I think I'm mm -hmm. starting to fall for her. I think, that, oh, let me go ahead and uh, let me go out with the potters. Let me mess this up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, yep. mm -hmm. I just got to go ahead and mess this thing up, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and, and it's funny that I was reading in the comments what Q said about Donald Trump knows about walls. That was actually the example that I was going to bring up is that a boundary is something that is passable. It is you know, something that you, you speak to them, but you still allow them into your person, into your life. Once you put a wall up, they can't get past it. They can't get into the inner you anymore. Mm -hmm. So that, that example that, that he was throwing out there is exactly what I was thinking as far as like differentiating between the two things. Yeah. And <laughs> can y'all think of any instances where a wall and a boundary could be one in the same. Hmm. Mm. That's a good one. I, you yeah, know what? Good. No, if you if you clearly define what each is, I think sometimes they have similar properties, but mm -hmm. it's like the point where you stop comes a wall. So I can't say they're the same thing, but they they sometimes have similar properties. Like you you may not necessarily know it's a wall until you hit it. But it feels mm -hmm. like you're setting boundaries, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think sometimes some of our like um, learning from our past experiences and past relationships, some of the boundaries that we create in future re relationships are stem from, you know, some of the things, some of the mistakes that we made in the past. Right. That we could say it came from and it came from a wall. It was born from a wall. But I recognize now that if I um, address this up front, instead of just building that wall, I create a boundary, a safe boundary for both of us to be able to navigate this relationship in a healthy way and not yeah. just, you know, keep it to myself and just be like, you know, this is my boundary. This is what I believe in. This is what I'm not going to tolerate. This is what I'm not going to put up with, but expecting the other person to just go along with it without them knowing what it really is. Right. 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 And I think you, you made a great point there when you were talking about, you know, you setting those things up. A lot of times when you're dealing with these boundary scenarios, you got to know who you are. You mm -hmm. know, you got to you got you can't go out and say, OK, well, I've been hurt in the past. This is stuff I'm not going to tolerate. That's how you get walls. But mm -hmm. that boundary scenario is more like, OK, I know myself. These are things that I don't have, you know, good luck dealing with or these are things that make me feel uncomfortable because I've spent time knowing what I want out of a relationship. So now I can communicate this to the person that I'm with and say, hey, these are things that I'm not so comfortable with. You know, I'm not so comfortable with us moving in, you know, after a year. I'm not so comfortable with you. For example, with my um anyone I meet, they got to know, you know, you can't meet my son until I put a ring on your finger. <laughs> you know, and that's just one of the things that is is there. So once you know what you want out of a relationship, I think that's the big thing. Once you know yourself, then mm -hmm. you know what type of boundaries you need to put in that relationship so that you can, you know, let someone in and continue to have a healthy communication with that person. Yeah, I like that. Um, Quincy said boundaries are necessary with almost anything. You have to guard your emotions until you completely trust someone. Um, so this is a question I want to ask both of you guys. Um, have you ever been in a situation where you felt like somebody was pushing your boundary, testing your boundary, trying to cross your boundary? And did you recognize it immediately? And how did you handle it? Oh, I do it again. You know, I got stories for days. I'll just, I'll just go. I can do this all night. Um, <laughs> They don't want to hear no more of my stories. <laughs> well, what, what, <laughs> so yes, we do. One of, the oh, yeah, oh, I, okay. one of the things that I realized when I was out there um, meeting people, um, once I got older and, and really self-aware, right? Because that's important. Like Gator said, you got to know yourself. Mm -hmm. What we don't hear about a lot are men 
creating boundaries and men really speaking those boundaries. We hear about it from women a lot, but we don't hear about it from men. But it is one of the most powerful things you can do as a man because we also have emotions. We also have things that we feel like we will or won't deal with. And so when I was out there and, you know, we're in this era now where women are really like trying to be the aggressors now. And and mm-hmm. I and, and I would find that they would want to push the envelope even before I was allowing them to like they want to come to my house. And I'm like, I don't know you. But they assume because I was a man that I was just going to be like, all right. And I'm like, no. And they would get mad. Like, wow. we like you. So you not so who live over there? No, I only know you for two weeks. <laughs> You're not getting access to where I lay my head. Right. You're not getting access to none of that because I don't know you. And in kind, I don't expect you to do the same for me. Right. Now I know there's a population of people out there that are like, well, it, it shouldn't matter. We grown, but this is this person has the option to come to where you lay your head. And I used to be like, that's a boundary for me. We're not yes. doing that until. I feel like I'm comfortable because then you have the option to show up when you feel like it. I don't know you yet. The crazy might not have came out. We got to give it some space. <laughs> but that was one of the things that I that, that really used to really piss me off because they would try to keep pushing it. Like, as because for them, catch this, it was a way for them to qualify whether I had somebody living there or not. And I get that. But that don't mean you get to just come over and it's been a week. Right. After a week, I don't I'm not trying to find out if you have somebody living with you yet. I don't even know if I like you yet. Right. Right. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. I've had that happen before, too. And it seems like like you said, there is very much true. It seems like women have kind of started taking that role of the aggressor and they really will push up on you. So, okay, well, you know, I can't come by your place. Like like Derek said, oh, you must got yeah. somebody. Uh, yeah. You know, I I, I had a, a young lady one time. You know, I was like, you know, I'm not I'm not feeling well. I I don't no don't want any you know company or anything like that. You know, and you can't come to my house. So uh, she decided she wanted to continue to badger me and literally text me back to back to back to back. Hey, look, I want to just bring you some soup. I just want to help you. I just want to mm-hmm. know where you at. So I can, I don't even have to come in. I can just drop it off at the door. Uh-huh. I can just da, 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 da. and it's like. Wait a minute. So now you're being a little hyper aggressive here. Mm-hmm. You know, like you are completely kicking down my boundaries right now. You're trying to, you know, cross them all mm-hmm. <laughs> at this point. You know, mm-hmm. another thing is that I have is, um, you know, just being um, I, I, I don't I don't really raise my voice. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not one of those people that raise my voice. But in turn, I usually say, hey, we're adults. We speak like an adult. And there's a lot of times well, I'll, where I'll have, you know, if I'm in a relationship or whatever, that person may raise their voice just to test me to see what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. And in those scenarios, it's like, you know what? I already told you what I was going to do. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to do it. So they keep poking the bear and pushing those buttons. Wow. And it's like, you know what? Then, okay, now you're about to get a wall. That's a yeah, that's a wall. That's a red flag right there. That's a red flag for real. Yeah, I don't like that type of stuff. Like, don't treat people like a science project. So I'm gonna put right. you over here and see what reaction yeah. I can get over there. I've had you don't have time for those kind of games. A lot, a lot. They like I want I just want to see what you like when you mad. I'm like, I'm not right. I'm not the type I'm I'm like this <laughs> unless you unless you do something to trigger it. I'm not right. just gonna be mad for your entertainment like you at the zoo. Like, let me right. see. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> One of my boundaries, and you know, boundaries vary from person to person. To somebody else, this might not be a big deal. But for me, I don't like when a man um prematurely calls me pet names like Bay, uh, Baby, <laughs> Sweetie, and Sweetheart. <laughs> just call me by my name. That's all I want you to call me by. I think when you get comfortable enough to call each other pet names, that's when you've went to another level in a relationship. But just, you know, throwing those words out there, that's a boundary for me. And it, 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 when I say something to them about it, it's like, they get offended. Like, Oh, I don't Mm -hmm. mean nothing by it. Okay. That's cool that you don't mean nothing by it. 
I just feel oh, more they, comfortable. They mean something by it, all right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that that that's that's from that that's chapter one in the Predator Handbook. If mm-hmm. I can disarm you early, if I call mm-hmm. you your name and you keep letting me do it, I've mm-hmm. I've already gotten past a point that it probably would have took me longer if you had boundaries. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> exactly. Now a wall would be if you know we've been dating for a while. You know, we probably even been intimate. And then I'm like, ooh, don't call me baby or don't touch me or or don't hold my hand in public. Now that that would signify a wall because no. you've let me go so far, but you you don't mm-hmm. you want to only keep me at this point. Yep. Yeah. You want the benefits that benefit you. Right. Right. So, so in other words, guys, you should not call Erica your boonopolis. <laughs> that is not going to be. <laughs> hey, you can't, Quincy, you can't I've, heard that, I've heard that excuse before. I've heard I've had guys tell me that that's just, you know, I call everybody that, you know, that's what we do in the South. I'm from the South, sir, and I don't like you. Uh-oh. There goes sir. Y'all got to watch out for sir. <laughs> right. Sir has exactly. a new definition now. Exactly. <laughs> But, now, let's, so, but but they, you know what though? It's one thing to kind of say it in passing because I I I've 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 run into you know my my family's from the south too. But it's one thing to say it you at the grocery store, especially where y'all at in the I mean where um Louisiana baby and all that mm-hmm. whatever 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 I, I can't say I can't say it yet. But but the thing is, <laughs> it's different if you say it to the cashier in the grocery store versus the person that you're dating. Like we know the di- like you know the difference. You know yeah. the difference in the tone. You know the difference in when they choose to use it. Like that, it's not like they. And, and then what they'll do when you don't accept it, right? Because it's a test. Then mm-hmm. they're like, "Oh, I just I do that with everybody." That's mm-hmm. not how you used it though. Like you can use it in different ways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, exactly. And, That's and when you're like, you do that with everybody? Really? I feel so yeah. dirty. And it's kind <laughs> of an insult to your intelligence when they play mm-hmm. you like that. And it's like, yeah. I know what you meant it in this context. Yeah. Yep. Because I have, I have uh, um, somebody that I was, that I was, um, I think I was helping them do some something, learn how to do something technical. And every time that I talked to, uh, talked to her on a video chat or on the phone, trying to help her like do this stuff, she would always say. Um, hey, love bug, and hey, sweetie, you know. And I was just like, "Hold on, man, this don't even feel comfortable, man." I'm not. <laughs> I was like, "What? What? <laughs> do do I know you?" It was like you know, second conversation, and wow. I'm like, "Love bug, wait, now we crossing some, we crossing the line here. I, I'm gonna have to say something. I don't like that." This and, I'm a, a, and I'm a dude saying that, like it don't, it yeah. didn't feel comfortable. <laughs> so, so this was a woman that you were like communicating with, possibly trying to get to know. No, 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 no. This was just somebody, you know, back in the day where where they wanted to learn how to use some kind of computer program, and somebody was oh, like, "Oh gotcha. yeah, you should get Derek." To, like it wasn't none of that. Okay. Mm. They were trying to be flirtatious and trying. I don't to know what them. it was, but I was just like, that don't need. Mm-mm. <laughs> Joyful and blessed says, yes, some women are becoming masculine and some men are feminized. Absolutely. Some men act as if they are the prize to be pursued and women are pursuing men out of desperation. That's a whole nother episode, yeah. part one and part two right there. Yeah, for real. <laughs> for real. Yeah, we kind of touched on that the other night on your IG page. But yeah. Yep. Because yep. when we talked about women um, proposing to men. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that rabbit hole goes deep. Yeah, that's a whole nother show. <laughs> right. So, so since I talked, asked y'all about boundaries, tell me what walls have you have you had in the past? What and did you know at the time it was a wall, or did you find out later that you had a, no. a wall? I'm not even gonna lie. I ain't had no walls. I, I was just like, come on in. <laughs> yeah. Come on in. Most of my, and to my detriment, right? You put yourself in a lot of messed up mm-hmm. situations by not, yeah. by not, I, like I didn't even have, I didn't have either one of them. I was right. just like, who want to go out? Let's go. Exactly. I didn't care. And, and that, of course, 
doing that for so long, you realize that it's not, you know, this stuff, it's not right. And then that's when I started creating boundaries. Like I would go out and I would like meet somebody out at a lounge or something and they was, they'd be cute, but something didn't feel right. And normally I'd have been like, they're cute, let's go. But Mm -hmm. I finally got to a point where I was like, Mm -hmm. I'm not feeling the vibe. I'm not, then I'm starting to quantify like, how does this feel? Because if I talk to them on the phone, if I take them out on a date, all of that stuff happens without me even feeling right mm. right now. So it doesn't even right. make sense for me to go to the next to the next uh, phase where I yes. would not have done that before. And what I realized when I started creating the band, like we talk about walls now. I I did I, I was my discernment yeah. for my what would be a wall stopped mm-hmm. at the boundary stage. Mm-hmm. I wasn't letting you get get past a certain point, and I would just go ahead. I, it wouldn't even be a blockage; it'd just be a rejection. Yeah. 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 And the thing, the important thing I want people to know about boundaries as well is that boundaries are not just set for you to protect yourself. They're also set for you to protect the other person. If you if you're that kind of person who wants to be responsible for not hurting another person, then make sure that you're setting boundaries that you don't cross for them and they don't cross for you because. And some people, me, myself, I've done this where um, the boundaries are like one sided mm-hmm. and they benefited me. But for the other person, it was like, oh, well, you yeah. you on your own. If you ain't tell me to stop or you didn't put yeah. nothing up for me, yeah. then that's on you. And, you know, so setting boundaries should be a two way street. And yeah. if you don't want to do something. If you didn't want something that done to you, then you should make sure that you're thinking about, well, yeah. I don't want to do this to that other person as well. Because I've had plenty of walls that were one sided. I, as, as far as you would let me come into your world, I would come. But you was only getting so far in mine. Right. I've yeah. had situations where I was emotionally checked out. I really had no business out there dating or, or meeting men or anything. But I was just out there trying to numb the pain. And I got involved with this one man and he wanted it to be more than what it was. And I just wanted it to be behind closed doors. Right. And whenever he would, you know, make requests for us to go out in public and do things together, I'd be like, Mm-mm, I ain't doing nothing with you. I ain't going nowhere with you. We're not going out yeah. in public. We do what we do. And that's it. That's all I want. But I realized that that was jacked up and I realized mm-hmm. I wouldn't want that done to me. And so I cut it off. And even when he made requests, he was like, oh, I'm fine with it. I I'm, I, I take whatever I can get. No, that's yeah. not the point. Yeah. I don't feel right about it. It's not right. Right. Yeah. right. Yeah. We do a lot of that. And, and uh, we, we, we tend to not only respect boundaries, but we concede when we run into a wall sometimes. Mm-hmm. And like you put that wall up for him and he was just like, well, I'll take a little bit of whatever it is I can get from you. Right. I'll just go ahead and do it. And at the, at the end of the day, you ain't doing nothing but hurting yourself by giving that concession. That's why when you mentioned mm-hmm. having boundaries, it's, go, it's a two-way thing. Mm-hmm. If you are with someone and they've got those boundaries out there, it's a good idea for you to kind of make sure that you reevaluate yourself because there has to be some sort of boundaries that mm-hmm. you have. I was like Derek back in the day. I didn't have no boundaries or no balls. I was for the street. Mm-hmm. So you might see all kinds of craziness going around at 158. Right. <laughs> but like, yeah. but you know, discernment was a later learned thing. Right. <laughs> so now when I go into relationships, I have to set, you know, I'm, I'm willing to set those boundaries and, um, you know, and actually respect the boundaries that those other people put forth. And if they don't have boundaries, then I have to look at them a little side eyed, like, hmm, I wonder. Mm-hmm. You know, are you trying to manipulate this situation or what is it you really yeah. want? <laughs> right. and, and one other little thing I wanted to add to, um, just to kind of piggyback on that, talking about it going both ways. And, I, and I'm only talking about, I guess I can say myself. I don't speak for all men. And I know some women do it, too. But the, the another way to kind of look at this, too, like especially as men. And, and and we talked about this on, on the show that I had, too, about, you know, black women feeling protected and blah, blah, blah. But most of us black men know that when we dealing with and that's not this. I'm, I'm trying to 
preface this so so people don't be coming for me in the comments. Um, <laughs> it, it's we kind of know like when we meet a woman that has a lot of dysfunction, mm-hmm. right? We we know it's dysfunctional when we mm-hmm. walk up on it, mm-hmm. and a boundary that we need to place on ourselves as men is to say if we see that, mm-hmm. it's my job to not make it worse. Right. Yeah. But a lot of times we see it. We know it's dysfunctional. We know it's not going to go, but so far because it's already something, something ain't right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we, and we keep going knowing at one point we going to leave. Now you just put another thing on top of whatever else that, that girl was dealing with. Yeah. And, and, and we don't stop ourselves. And that's something that I had to learn myself was there's a point where you have to say, I have to stop not just for me, but for her too. Yes. I know because I know she's coming from a hurt place, a bad place, whatever it is. I don't want to be the one to make her feel emotional towards right. me because she's needing for something. And then I'm going to have to end up leaving. And a lot of times, and I'm not just saying women do this, men do it too, but mm-hmm. when they get to that point where they're attached to you mm-hmm. and then you try to leave, and that's why a lot of times some people choose the ghost because they're like, I don't yeah. this, I can't this. Yeah. What are you doing? And so most of the time we feel it and see it early. Yeah. Yes, right? we do. But then we look we at the booty or whatever and we like, well, maybe I <laughs> we grow up like it, it's a it's a and this is the grown-up me talking, obviously. Right. But it's a bigger picture. If I destroy, mm-hmm. if I if I put more destruction in her life, yes, who does she become later? Whose mom is she gonna be? Right. I don't want to have right. a part to play in that. And that's why a lot of times when I used to be out. I used to, you know, exchange numbers, and then sometimes I think about it, and then I would never call. I'd be like, "Wait, no, it's something," because mm-hmm. uh, I already know where it's gonna go. I had to yeah, stop right. myself a lot, and that's yeah. not easy as a man. That ain't right. easy. It's, it's, I know it ain't. It's it ain't. Not. Sometimes you gotta do it, though, man. It's like you know, you 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 yeah. see a situation. Like one of the things I said on this show a lot of times. A lot of times you have to look at it to say red flags should mean checkered flags. You know, if you see those red flags that early. You know, when you see that dysfunctionality, you probably need to go ahead and excuse yourself from the situation. You know, yeah. one of the problems I used to have back in the day is I would see that dysfunctional and I would be like, oh, I can help you. Zoom. And I pick, take my cape yeah. and throw it on and Captain try to table. jump in. <laughs> right, right. Try to jump in and, and, and save the situation. You know, I'm Superman. But what I learned at the end of the day is that all that did was, was, was make the situation worse, not just yeah. for her. But for me, yeah. you know, so yeah. it's like, you know what? Now when I see that dysfunction, let me just go ahead and exit stage left. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I've actually, you know, I, I know y'all probably heard this saying before that um, a lot of people tell women that they should be in a relationship with a man who loves them more than they love. A man should love yeah. a woman more than they yeah. should love him. And I I really don't believe in that. I don't subscribe to that. But Mm -hmm. I've had situations where I could have took advantage of that. But Mm -hmm. I didn't feel like it was right because I knew that I was going to be getting more than what I was going to be even able to give back. And it just did not feel right in my soul and my spirit. And I always think if I was on the other end of this, which I have been on the other end of that, were giving mm-hmm. more than what I was getting. How did it make me feel? Yeah, exactly. I don't want to be in a one-sided or lopsided relationship where one person is giving more than the other. Now, I know relationships are not always going to be equal and we're not always going to be giving at the same level at the same time. Right. But if I'm going into the situation knowing that I'm never going to be on the level of wanting to love this person and give to them the way they want to give to me, then that's not fair to them. And so that's where your moral standards and your, your spirituality has to come in to where you say, I don't want to take advantage of another person just because it's available for me to do it. Right. Right. Yep. And as men, we, that's one of the things that we really have to look at, you know, because we, Unfortunately, it's, it's those guys that you know, especially those younger guys. Because back in the day, Gator was one of them. Where you take advantage of certain things, you take advantage of those, those certain dysfunctions. You should always want some sort of like balance of reciprocation. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. In, in a relationship, you know, even if you're not able to give all of what you can right now, you can make that up later down the line. Like you said, Eric, not everybody's going to give the same amount every day, every, you know, but you should still want that balance. When you've mm-hmm. got somebody that's consistently just giving you more, you know that you don't really want to give them that, then mm-hmm. it's probably time to leave because at some point that, recip- you know, the, that, that giving that they're giving out, Mm-hmm. It's gonna run dry, and they're gonna start having expectations. Mm-hmm. Like, why aren't you giving me this? Why aren't? And all it does is it 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 makes a bad situation worse. Yes, my sister said reciprocity is the key. Yes, ma'am. Oh yeah, and the, and a lot of times when you see someone that's so up here, um, mm-hmm. a lot it mm-hmm. it, point, yeah. it points to something deeper. <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> to say, it, no, I would say 99% of the time they're trying to rush an attachment that probably shouldn't be, you know, you know, people people do this when they do love bombing and stuff and and all. Mm-hmm. And it's just too. And, you know, it's too like you're like, wait, we only talk. Yeah. Two times. What the yeah. Hell it's that like you, you, right. <laughs> you, you cannot be that much in love with me because you ain't even seen me get mad yet. You yeah. might not like me after I get mad. Yep. <laughs> For real. <laughs> For real. You know, and, and, and guys will do that to women so much. But I've had a lot of women do that as well, where yeah. they all oh, of a sudden, the ties have changed. you know, they, they, yeah, yeah. The ties have changed, but they love bomb a different way. They want to invite you over after the first week. Look, I got yep. I cook for you. Yep. I got this yep. meal already for you or you know other things yeah. <laughs> you maybe know? like little johnny in the back sleep you can come over now right right exactly you know <laughs> the safe word is coconut yeah, you know? right. <laughs> yeah and i used to meet even like i mean you know back then i would meet women who would invite me over their house like the first day when their yeah. kids were there and i'm like your kids your kids <laughs> <laughs> right, you like you don't know me. You don't and know they, me. They now. wanted that attachment so bad. They wanted to have a man so bad that it didn't even matter about her or their safety. Right. I've had I've had women push the kids on me yes. specifically to 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 make sure that I was more attached to her. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you know, use those kids like, hey, you like him? You like Mr. George, huh? You like Mr. George. Uh, and then really? trying to make you feel bad for, you know, yep. if you try to break it off with her. You know, you got my kids all liking you and you're going to break up with me. You know, dysfunctional. Right. Yep. Because <laughs> yep. I, had, I had um just a real little 60 second. I had, I had a, um, a woman... I guess you would call love bomb me. And it was like the first, like, and, and I went to her house, like, you know, she, it was around my birthday time, like maybe two weeks from my birthday. Mm-hmm. I walked in the house. How you doing? Gave her a hug. And she was like, I know your birthday coming now. Remind, remind you, this is the first date, right? Mm-hmm. She bought me some cologne. She done made a whole dinner. She bought a shirt and she had about five or six things waiting so that she could buy me into something with her. Wow. And I was just like, hold on. After how, after how long? <laughs> this was the first date. The first yeah. time I like, first met her in person. <laughs> what? Yeah. What? Because she thought, she thought that if she <laughs> did that, that that would make me want to be with her. Right. Yeah, first of all, you can't do something like that because you set the expectation for me. So now every yeah. time I come up, look, I'm like a child. Every time I come over here, I'm gonna want some cologne. I was like, wait, I thought we was going now. She's like, oh no, I made the whole dinner. And I was like, huh, Wow, uh, yeah, that's a red flag, baby. Let me up out of here. So question, was it was the dinner at least good though? <laughs> Did, uh, <laughs> yeah. no, no, he ate it. no boundaries back there. But it did. But it did. But it, but, but it but it it was definitely scary because where my mind went, you know, when people do stuff like this, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. My mind goes into she's probably going to end up being something like a stalker, right? She's going to oh, be blowing yeah. my phone up. She's going to be trying to check my locations and figure, because she wants to make sure I don't go anywhere. That's yeah. the whole That's the whole point. And I was like, do I even want to deal with somebody like that? Like, we right. all want somebody to care about us, but damn it, that's it's too much. Yeah. 
Right. And I think a lot careful. of times when guys do that, they weigh out the options like, yeah. you know, the, the benefits, I can get what I can get out of it, yep. and then I can go right. or I can, you know, block her from my phone, but you know what? Some of these women are overzealous with that. It's a lot like, of work, man. It's a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> it's not worth it. Yeah, it's not really because you you basically inviting him to take advantage of you, right? Yeah. Like you 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 really are setting it up. And, and, and like I like I said earlier, I then have a decision to ruin her even more, right? Yes. That's really right. what it is. Like you know, something off already, and then. You stay with her for like a, a couple months, knowing good and well you ain't gonna stay. You yeah, are right. you, you are adding more to whatever else is wrong, and you got to live with that. Like it, it yeah, mm. yeah. Because they got right. this old saying: if you find a monkey, bump his head. But it, you got to have some type of character flaw in order to know that you're taking advantage of somebody who has no boundaries or low self esteem. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, every advantage, every every opportunity yeah. to take advantage of something is yeah. not a good opportunity. Yeah, you know, yeah, there's exactly. repercussions for it. Exactly. Don't eat the food. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I used to do it. I, you cook me dinner. I'm eating. But you see somebody do that on the first date. Uh, yeah, you like mess that. around and be like that dude on that movie Misery. Right. <laughs> <laughs> The Lord has yeah. saved me many times because I know I've done dumb stuff like that many times. Yeah, because you know? <laughs> see, sometimes the Lord will get you later, but sometimes that woman gonna get you now. Yeah, right. She like yeah. I ain't yeah. like she gonna be like my dear. I ain't waiting for the Lord. I'm gonna get you back now. Yeah, <laughs> these are these are the ones that that you know you think is cute in the moment, and then those be the yeah. ones that be like. I'm, I got condoms ready already for you over here. I, I, right. I put some holes in it first, but here you go. Like they, those like, be the ooh. ones that be trying to trap you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, y'all. So we're coming into, we're going to do our guilty or not guilty scenario. And I can't wait for you guys to hear this. And oh, I yeah. want to hear your good, your uh, honest on spot opinions. So let's get into this guilty or not guilty. All right, so here we go. And 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 when I read this, I also want you. It's it's a scenario with two women friends, but also replace that with two men because it could be men or women. Mm -hmm. And so for y'all to picture it in y'all head, just okay. put me in there so y'all can like kind of feel yourself in this situation. All right. Two women work together. They strike up a friendship, you know, at being co-workers. Um, one of the ladies starts to begins to date one of the guys that work at the job with him. Mm -hmm. Now, unknowingly, the other girl used to date him years and years and years before they started dating. Mm. But she never tells the other friend that because it was so long ago. It's in the back of her mind. It's nothing to her. But the other friend starts dating him. And she starts to have issues with them dating their relationship. So she goes to the other friend, talks about the things that are going on in their relationships, tell her intimate details about their relationships and the things that have been going on with them. The other girl who used to date him, she feels guilty because she knows she used to date him. She had a past with him and she realizes the same issues that the girl is having now is the issues that she had with him back in the day. Mm. But she still didn't tell the friend that she used to date him. Mm. So let's see where we go. Where guilty. No, <laughs> <laughs> so the friend you know the friend continues to tell her all of their relationship business she just listens she really doesn't offer any advice or any opinion she really doesn't tell the girl which way to go or what to do in the situation she's just a listening ear but you know they eventually ended up getting married having kids together wow. but all that time that friend still never knew. She never told her that she used to date him. So is she guilty or not guilty 
of being a good friend? I mean, she she's not guilty. She don't know. I mean, so if she ain't brought it up and they done got married and they done had kids and all that kind of stuff, girl, you missed your window of opportunity to, to rat on yourself. So <laughs> just go ahead and just let it go. Let it go. Because at this point, the fact that you used to date this person has nothing to do with what she got going on in her relationship. Now, I mean, it could be a scenario where, yeah, that's this guy is the same guy that you used to date, or this girl is the same girl that you used to date, so they still have the same issues, but the person that they're with now might be able to handle those issues a little bit better than you were. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if, if you know that telling them I used to date them might break them up, then eh, nah, nah, you just keep it to yourself. Just, I mean, if you didn't say it from the get go, mm-hmm. then go ahead and keep it to yourself. Just, just let it fly. It's done. <laughs> what you think, Derek? Ah, uh, well, yeah, I, well, so I would say, um, my gut says guilty in the beginning, not guilty in the end. If that makes sense. Like if I if you my friend and I just choose not to say anything and you're telling me all of this, like I would feel I would feel weird because you tell all the intimate stuff or whatever early on, like in the beginning, beginning. I if if I had a choice, I probably would have been like, you know, I already kind of know this person. And then Mm -hmm. she can make the decision on whether like it's not like I know this person don't date them, but I'm just letting you know. Because you never know what could come out later, right? right. So I don't even want to be that person a year later. And she's like, why the hell didn't you tell me? Unless I right. don't care about the friendship. I, that's where my mind goes. Now, right. if a year, two years go by, they got kids and all that. I, yeah. But yeah, right. I, I would feel weird. And I would feel like. You know, maybe in passing, the dude might might feel like he got a conscience and say, "Yeah, you know your girl, right?" And yeah. then, you know, who? <laughs> I don't even want to be that's that part of conversation. Just leave my name out of it at that point. <laughs> right. Right. And see, that's so how you I'm get yourself to... in trouble, though. That's how. That's he should have said it at the beginning. Like right. when she first saw it happening, she should have said something because now, if something does, like I said, she should keep her mouth shut now. But she had already set herself up for the okie doke. Because yeah. later down the line, if he's sitting up there, are you going out with your girl or whatever? You know, because, or they're getting an argument or something. She he can be like, "Who told you that?" Oh, your because, girl. Because you know, you know, <laughs> the the friend's gonna be invited to the cookout. She's gonna right. be chilling. Like, uh, I don't know, yeah. man. That's that that's tough. Yeah, right. that's tough. That was that's a real life situation. That was me. Oh wow. <laughs> Look at that! What? Like we about to make a lifetime movie now today. Exactly. <laughs> That's, that was real. I was the friend. I dated him way before I even knew her. We became friends, and then she started dating him, and it was nothing to me because that was from my past, and mm-hmm. I felt like if I try to stop her from talking to him, then she might feel like I still won't him or I'm jealous yeah. of them being together. So I never said anything, but the more, the closer we got, the more I felt guilty. Like, you know, I really know this guy and I really know a lot about him. And I know the the, the stuff she's going through with him right now is nothing new. Right, and right. It's not going to change. And, you know, should I tell her? And right. it was it was it was hard not to tell her. Mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah. a lot of the stuff she was saying, like she was catching him with other women and stuff like that. I was like, "Oh Lord God, I don't oh, yeah. know if I should say anything." <laughs> <laughs> That's when you politely nudge and say, "Hey, you know, I've been in a situation like that with a guy <laughs> just like that." You may want to go ahead and leave right now. <laughs> were you? Were, did you ever have to be in the same room with both of them? Yeah, we worked together at the same. We all uh, worked together. No, I mean outside of work. No, not outside of work. Okay, I, I spent time with her outside of work, but never yeah. heard him, him and me, us together. And the real crazy thing about it was, 
he was still trying to hit on me. Of course. Yeah. While they were of together. Of course. Yeah. And course. I was like, you wreck. Right. I was wrecked. like, <laughs> I, was, I was like, you are such a dirty. You know me and that girlfriends, and I'm not doing it. Mm. Right, exactly. Exactly. That see, mm-mm, mm-mm. my sister says she'd been in that situation before too. See, we too much alike. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be all some all kinds of awkward though. And yeah, well, I'm trying to talk back to you too a little bit on the side. Right. Uh, mm, mm, but I, I kept it to myself. I never told them. They still yeah, the window of opportunity like, passed. But I'm just saying that that has to be like if y'all like if there, if there was a situations where y'all had to all be together outside of work. That's when it gets ugly. Right. Right. I don't know. Though. I don't know if Keatris has actually been in that situation before because I, it, it would be written all over her face as soon as she, <laughs> <laughs> That's my man over there. <laughs> I can't see <laughs> Keatris being quiet. She'd be like, She was that. I'm going to say No, he if, Even no if she good. was quiet, she <laughs> might be quiet in, in, in noise, but that face would say That face would say everything. <laughs> Girl, you can right. see him. <laughs> I ain't gonna say nothing though. <laughs> yes. All right. So thank you so much, Derek, for hanging out with us again on the dope discussions. Y'all catch Derek. Tell tell him um how to catch your show every week, Derek. Uh every week the relationship gumbo podcast is also a live show every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we're a YouTube only show, but you can reach um reach me at the um the website at the bottom of the screen, www.relationshipgumbo.info, and that will link you to literally everything. I also do pop-ups on Instagram where we have some amazing discussions. We're doing another one tomorrow. So Go on that website and follow me on Instagram, and we're going to talk about some of these reality shows that talk about relationships like Married at First Sight and um, Ready to Love and uh, Couples Retreat. we just going to have some dialogue, and you get the opportunity to jump up there and talk about it, too, if you're camera ready. We bought it friendly. So that's it. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, Gator, do you have any parting words? Do you want to get in your silky, sweet, silky baritone voice <laughs> and then take us out of here? <laughs> well, first of all, thank you so much, Derek, for joining us today. We definitely appreciate it. And I know people was able to pick them nuggets out of there and get gold. So I know for real that, you know, they're going to be tuning into your show to get even more gold. Um, all I got to say is that know yourself. Really learn yourself. If you've been through trauma before, if you've been through situations before where you feel like you may have walls built up, kind of self-examine yourself. Know what you want and desire out of relationships and then set healthy boundaries when you're getting into these relationships up front. Set these boundaries with people. Um, That's the main thing. Just know yourself. Know yourself. Care about yourself enough to set healthy boundaries in relationships. Definitely set those healthy boundaries, break down those unhealthy walls, because yes. when you've got those walls up, you're, you're only keeping people out. You're keeping yourself walled in and then you're not going to get that connection that you want. Everybody wants to be connected um, emotionally, intimately. You know, we cannot live in this world on an island. We cannot live in this world and function in a healthy manner on our own. So make sure you're setting those healthy boundaries, breaking down those walls. And if you need any type of relationship coaching, Coach Derek over there, Coach E right here. I do virtual coaching for women in the areas of self-love, life purpose, dating and breakup recovery. So you can contact me. Um, All of my contact info is in our bio just get in contact. Well, actually, right here, you can go to my website. That's www.coache-lifecoaching.com. And let's talk about setting those healthy boundaries and breaking on those walls. Right, right. Great. Grab the sledgehammer. Knock the walls down. That's right. Damn, damn. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you all so much for tuning in to another dope discussion. And we are out of here.
Peace.